0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the morning. B. We have a fantastic hour coming up. Uh, but right now, though, as we uh, begin Hispanic Heritage Month, uh, there is a term that has been around for years. Uh that sort of encompasses, uh, at least in America, we think it encompasses the entire Latin community, and that is Latinx. And our producer, Vanessa, is Colombian, and a couple days ago, as we knew that Hispanic Heritage Month was right around the corner, I said something, I said, I asked her, like, is Latinx, does that work? Am I supposed to say Hispanic? I don't want to be... Inappropriate or disrespectful. So, how would you like to be referred to? And it opened up Pandora's box because she is not a fan of the term Latinx, Mm -mm. right? So, she did some digging and found an expert uh, who wrote a really fascinating article that really sort of breaks down the history of Latinx and why it might not be the most perfect option for all of us. Her name is Dr. Melissa Ochoa and she is an assistant professor in the women's and gender studies department. Uh, Melissa, Dr. Dr. Melissa called you Melissa, I'm so sorry. Dr. Ochoa, okay. how are you?
2: you? Me, <laughs> Wait, Thank you so much for having me.
1: We're a gay radio station. We're very informal. We usually call yeah. our, call our doctors by their first names. But I will refer That's to you as fine. Dr. Ochoa. Uh, this term Latin X, right, for those of us who are not of the community, but we've heard it for years now, um, Is it something we should be using, or is there a better alternative?
2: Yes, I am not a fan. Um, And I have not been a fan for a while, and I've been wanting to write this. And it just so happened that the universe kind of made it happen, and it worked perfectly with the fact that Spain and Argentina made these public release statements banning it um, through the government and not allowing any inclusive language, which we can talk about here in a minute, not just Latinx, but also not Latine. Um, It's not inclusive, and it actually has been imposed by academia onto the general population. So there is a better alternative, Latina, and we can talk more about why Latinx is not as inclusive as many think it is even though media and academia really imposes it onto the general population. And I can get into that if you'd like. Of course. Yeah, please do. Okay, great. Uh, So for starters, um, academia has really been using the term Latinx. We don't really know how it originated or who it originated from specifically, but we know it emerged around 2004 and it became really popular in 2014 and Webster Dictionary uh, put it in in 2018. And we know that um, the individuals who either self-identify as Latinx or are aware of the term are likely to be U.S. born. They're likely to be between 18 and 29 years old. They're predominantly English speakers. They have some college education. So these are people who are pretty privileged in some sense. So the most marginalized communities do not use Latinx. In fact, less than 5% of the U.S. population uses Latinx. So you really have to ask yourself, is it inclusive to label a population Latinx when they don't use it themselves, when they don't self-identify that way. Yeah, well
1: you you say something really fascinating in this article and it really made me think about it from a different perspective, how you had um, a a, a piece that you had written, an article that you would submitted to an academic journal and they asked you to replace uh, Latino and Latina with Latinx and, and you said, and your thought process was, well, you're okay using man or woman when it's written in English. So why on earth, Mm -hmm. why on earth would I do this? And I think this Mm -hmm. is, this is where, Mm -hmm. especially like we're talking about inclusivity, right? On our station, we want to, we want to be allies to everybody because we appreciate our allies. And that includes the Latina community, right? And so Mm -hmm. we want to do better. We want to do our absolute best. And I think sometimes people just aren't sure how, you know, the English language doesn't really have masculine feminine, but the, the love languages all do. Spanish does, French does. So so how do we get to a place where we're not offending people, but we're also not so afraid to offend yes. that we don't say anything?
2: Exactly. And that's and that's just it. The term, you know, to be inclusive, it's not a blanket identity. So you don't, you, you give equitable weight to these vastly diverse experiences and, and knowledge. You, you don't just, you don't hide gender. And so... For me, we already know that women of color are severely underrepresented. And so when you use Latinx, you further hide women of color. You know, in this case, we're talking about Latinas. Um, You hide their contributions and their identity. And so it was very annoying and frustrating for me to get that kind of feedback from that reviewer. And then to also have that reviewer not think about the implications of what they just said, on how it was okay for me to use man and woman for my white participants but I couldn't make that same distinction by gender for my latina participants.
1: Well, Did yeah, not make yeah. any there, sense. I'm going to tell you this, somebody born and raised in the United States, there's a, def, a white guy, a very cis gay white man, there are different standards and and I think we're finally starting to realize a lot of them, you know, that our parents and grandparents kind of just took for granted like the fact that we even say like African-American, Latin-American, mm-hmm. Chinese-American, yes. like, no, just American. Yes. Yeah. Um. It's fascinating, though. So I want to know, because here at Channel Q, we try to be inclusive of everyone. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to somebody who maybe is trying to be supportive? They don't speak a language that has masculine and feminine. And, and they maybe identify as non-binary. Or they don't fall into one of the two genders that we've historically sort of accepted. Like, what do you say to those people? How do we sort of address that?
2: So so there has already been a term that for some reason academia has overlooked that social activists have been using in Latin America, and that is Latine. Mm. And the reason why Latine works better than Latinx is because it actually works with the Spanish language. Mm. And so Latinx Yes, that is an identity that can be used for those that are uh, non-binary. And it can also be used in general, uh, you know, for gendered languages. You can have a room of, oh, I'm so sorry. Hold on.
0: She's a very very busy woman. I'm so sorry. You have a whole
1: life. (laughs) Our phones go off all the time, Uh, Dr. Melissa. You do whatever you need to do.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Um, Yes, so... um, you can have a room full of 100 people, and 99 of them are women, one man. And you will have to say Latino. And that's where Latinx was helpful as well. But all of that can be still with Latine. You can still use that with Latine.
1: I love um, I love the clarification. Yeah. Now, um, yes?
2: something that Latine does that Latinx does not is you can use the E for articles, and you can use them for pronouns. Ooh. You cannot use that for, for the X. You cannot pronunciate, you know, for el, ella. Yeah. You cannot say E-L-L-X. Mm. You cannot say L-X-S. Right. But you can say les. You can say le. You can say ella. Ooh. Um, you can say bienvenidas. Well, I will say you this. can even use them for nationalities. I took four um, years,
1: four years yeah. of Spanish in college, and and you're all of a sudden bringing back all sorts of uncomfortable <laughs> memories, yes. pop quizzes, and 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 the such. Thank you so much. Yeah, we definitely, much, we Melissa. definitely want to reach back out to you later this month as we continue um, honoring Hispanic Heritage Month. Dr. Melissa Ochoa, we appreciate you. Um, it reminded me, Michaela, she said there could be a hundred people in the room or ninety nine people in the room. It reminded me of Lady Gaga saying, I thought "That's what she was. All it say. takes is Bradley Cooper and uh it's neither here nor there, but I thought I'd just throw that in there. Thank you, Dr. Melissa. Thank you,
2: Dr. Melissa. Thank you so much for having me.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.